Hello everybody and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo. You've caught me in the little office at my mum's place. Uh, it's the 27th of December. Uh, I've still, I'm still in my family, uh, my family home for Christmas, but unfortunately I've had to go back to work. So I'm sitting here in front of the laptop in my mum's little office, which isn't so bad. There are worse places to be and situations to be in. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. I certainly had a nice a nice Christmas as usual with my lovely family. And yesterday on Boxing Day, um, I managed to sit down with my dad and record a podcast, which was lovely. Um, it's always nice to chat Doctor Who with my dad. He's the one that got me into the show in the first place. Um, and we talk about it on the phone every week anyway, so it's nice to sit down and, and record the conversation. Um, we were chatting, of course, about the Christmas special, the, the church on Ruby Road. Uh, which I think we both broadly enjoyed. Um, we had our criticisms, as usual, of course, but uh, there were a few and far between. Um, we, we, we thought the church on Ruby Road was a real blast. Uh, we do get something wrong, though, during the conversation, so heads up. Um, we talk about the CGI, um, and we describe the, the goblins as being made with CGI. I've since watched some of the behind-the-scenes footage um, and seen some of the photos, etc., and... Um, they were people in costumes. Um, they were not CGI. Um, I think they may have been enhanced with CGI, perhaps. Um, but yeah, we talk about that for a couple of minutes. Um, and it, we're just talking bollocks. It's just wrong. Uh, so sorry about that. <laughs> I should have done my research a little bit more. And maybe I should have watched Doctor Who Unleashed before I recorded the podcast. But um, it's Christmas, so please do, please do let me off. Um, we discussed this at the end, uh, but... Uh, I'll let you know in advance um, there are going to be more Galactic Yo-Yo episodes between now and the next season of Doctor Who um, I wasn't sure if there were going to be because I thought the next season would be on quite soon um, but it turns out we're waiting until May so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out some more episodes um, provisionally <laughs> within the month um, but we'll see, we'll see I've really enjoyed making these last few um, and I kind of want to keep up the momentum um, another quick warning, um, I'm still kind of like uh, getting used to this new machine that I'm recording with, so uh, it's a little, the audio is a little peaky again, um, so sorry about that, um, but I'm sure you guys can cope. Um, thank you for listening this year, um, please come back in the new year and keep listening to my episodes, um, and I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and you all have a gorgeous, amazing, beautiful 2024. But in the meantime, please enjoy my conversation on Boxing Day in my dad's kitchen with my dad all about the church on Ruby Road. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo. Sorry, the fridge is so loud.
The fridge is quite loud. It is loud. I don't think the listeners will be able to hear the fridge. I've got one of those big, gross, horrible American... Fr- it's silver as well. It's a silver fridge and it's got double doors. Yeah. You've got up in the world. I know. We never would have had that. For a bit, we didn't even have a fridge. No, that's not true. We didn't have a washing machine for a bit. Yeah. Fridge is up. more essential than washing machine. Yes, there's no uh, sort of uh, fridge equivalent of a laundrette, is there? <laughs> no. No. You've not got a drink. No, I might get one later. You want to make yourself a coffee now? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Galactic Yo, everybody. It is Boxing Day, and I'm here with my dad. Hello. Uh, whose name is Bob. It is. Um, some younger people don't believe that's your real name, or they think it's funny that your name is Bob. Yeah, I used to do... a Drama teaching, yeah. my music teacher, really. But in drama, when they'd use their own names, and I'd often say, like, don't use your own name. It takes you out of it Yeah. if you're calling Ryan, Ryan. Sure. And he's supposed to be your dad or your mate or something. Yeah. Make up names. Yeah. And often Bob was like... The a, first thing they, they thought. thought was in a funny name to be called. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is quite funny. I suppose so. As far as mono, monosyllabic names go. Yeah. Jim is quite funny too. Yeah, kids don't realise that Jim is short for James well, at all. So. Whenever I meet anyone called James, yeah. I automatically nickname them Jim. And I've never had anyone complain yet. Right. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about... <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. I, we're here to talk about the... Um, you don't like Rob though, do you? Not really. I mean, I don't, like, if it's a new person and they call me that, okay. I, and I don't think I'll see them much... I let them get away with that. But okay, I want you to rank them, all right? Yeah. Robert. Okay. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. Robbie. Rob. Yeah. Bob. Bert. I mean, that's too many. Robbie's at the bottom, though. Robbie's at the bottom. I don't like Robbie. You'd never have a King Robbie. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have a King Bob, to be fair. No, you wouldn't. But I don't know. I don't. Robbie seems like a kid's name. Like imagine, you imagine you, you were at the care home looking after someone who was like ninety-one, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? He's called Robbie. Yeah, but the, the, a, a name worthy of a ninety-one-year-old is not like the measure of a good name, is it? I suppose so. Bert is just like no one's called Bert, are they? Apart from in Sesame Street. I know a, a comedian, a London-based comedian called Bert. Okay. Um, that person as well, then. Uh, we're here to talk about the church on Ruby Road. We are. Which aired yesterday, Christmas Day. Yeah. We watched it sort of one and a half times. Yeah. So we watched it yesterday yep. w- with all of the family. Yep. Everyone was under strict orders to not talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just sort of did a... We watched about half of it, and then I sort of had a little flick through the other half just to aid my memory for this really for sure but I, do, I think even if we hadn't been doing this I'd definitely watch that again hey the fridge has shut up now I know that's good because um, it was sort of no, once I'd noticed it, it was doing my head in right regardless of okay. the podcast uh, sorry could you say that again I was thinking only about the fridge uh, just that I think I'd have watched this again that's because n- you enjoyed it a lot yeah or, yeah mm. like I like I don't want to talk too much about the ones you've already talked about in previous weeks but well I was about to ask you about that Okay, well, I, I my th- opening question was going to be to sort of give some context for you. Yeah, because usually I give some context for the individual who's on the podcast, but you're my dad. Yeah. So, what more context do you need? Okay. None. None. Right. Um, you're going to ask me about the so ones. Yeah. How did you How did you find the 60th specials? Yeah, I thought they were brilliant. I thought the first one was a nice, like, 
safe return to form because I've not very much enjoyed the Chris Chibnall mm. era, although I do think there's lots of good stuff in that. But generally, I haven't really enjoyed it as much as the previous eras. And I thought it was a bit like... It was a bit like when I saw... Although this went awry, when I saw The Force Awakens was yes. like a little bit of a <laughs> like safe welcome back to it Star did go Wars. Awry, though, didn't it? It did. And now, funny with The Force Awakens, this is a bit of a tangent, but funny with The Force Awakens because actually, retrospectively, now I like that film less. Right. Now that now that the trilogy is finished, I like The Last, Last Jedi still as much as I did when I first watched it. Right. So I think it's cool and interesting and... It's the only one of the three, really, that bothers to do anything interesting with those characters. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But it was, but you needed a film like that to put Star Wars back on track a bit, didn't you? You did, but when you look at it in the context of The Rise of Skywalker, you see the same J.J. Abrams tendencies of, like, I don't know, just kind of doing a remake in A New Hope, but not as good. Anyway, Doctor Who. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the second one, I think everybody, I've not heard anyone say anything bad about it. I thought the second one was brilliant. The second of the second, specials. Oh, totally brilliant, yeah. Uh, Wild Blue Yonder. Thank you, I can't yeah. remember. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really brilliant episode of Doctor Who. Super and he had all the sort of, only Doctor Who can really do that sort of story. Yeah. And it was like horror, but not like not horror that makes you want to turn it off. Do you know what I mean? It no, was but like it was could, psychologically strange. Yeah, it was really good. And then um, the third one with the Toy Maker... I mm. thought it was great as well. I really enjoyed that. Um, what did you think about the bi generation? Um, once I had, when it happened, I I enjoyed it at a moment. Okay. In the moment, and then I was a bit like, oh, does this mean there are sort of two doctors now? Like, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a like another ch- complete offshoot. And then I right. Because I, I hadn't picked up, maybe it's my fault, but I don't think I'm the only one. I hadn't picked up that they, that, that Shooty's Doctor had talked about uh, 14, like fixing themselves. And yeah. that was why Shooty was all right. And I, I, I obviously heard that dialogue, but I guess in amongst everything else, I hadn't really registered it. And then I read uh, on the internet, oh, right, Tennant is going to become Shooty at some point. I mean, I don't mean they're going to televise it, but I mean the no, idea the is the idea is the off-screen. That and then I li- and then I liked it more because I didn't like the idea of like here's a completely separate yeah. timeline for like another Doctor, you know. But they have st- and we discussed this in the last episode, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. Yeah, but they have sort of got a David Tennant in their back pocket. Yeah, and you and, don't and like that, do you? I don't like it at all because it's not like the Meta Crisis Doctor where he's hanging around, but you can't access him because he's in the parallel universe. Yeah, this guy's. With no TARDIS, I think. Right, yeah, he had no TARDIS. No, no TARDIS. There's a deleted scene where they give him a TARDIS. Oh, yeah. They, they were supposed the to grow it, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, this one is on Earth in the present day. Yeah. In the tar- With a TARDIS. Using the TARDIS. Using the TARDIS. Yeah. You've got characters like Mel. Mm-hmm. And by the looks of the trailer, Donna's daughter is back. Right. So it's like they're adjacent to this... Do you know what I mean? They're not completely... Yeah. It's I, like he's always slightly out of shot. Yeah. I don't love that. Well, it didn't bother me, really. Like, mm. I, it didn't... It wasn't something that was, like, a big change, like, th- that I thought was going to upset the future of the show or anything like that. I just thought, oh, well, they've dealt with it now and it probably won't come up for ages anyway. Yes, I but, agree. I agree. Um, so that was good. 
so yeah, it was it was really nice to watch all those, um, all those little touches come back. Murray Gold's music coming back, and and obviously David. Um, Murray Gold's music bit loud though. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that as well. Yeah, where the, the mix wasn't quite. I couldn't hear the dialogue properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in yesterday's one. Over the music, yeah. Although just watching it, then I seem to understand it better. But maybe that's because I've heard what they said. What they're going to say, you've got context for it. There was still a bit where you know when when he's running. I skip ahead, but when he's running across the rooftops, yes, and he's shouting something to Ruby. Mm. I I couldn't really hear what he was saying at all in that bit, even the second time. Yeah, I know he was sort of saying, "Why did you sort of jump on this rope ladder?" Sure. So I got the gist of it. Didn't spoil it or anything. But the music is loud. Yeah, they need to think about that. The music's good, but the sound mix is not. Yeah, and I keep reading, oh, you need to set your telly different, but, but people don't have their telly set different, so mm. work from that point of view. Our tellies <laughs> are all wrong now anyway. Yeah. They should never have put computers inside tellies. Yeah, maybe. Smart tellies. We want, who wanted that? Me. All I want is for my telly to be a monitor. Okay. If I plug in a box into it that does all the smart telly stuff, fine. The telly, I want, I want the telly to be a telly. Because the thing is, the telly just gets, the smart tellies get knackered. Right, because they've got computers in them, so they slow down. Then yeah, there's a there's a they've got a a shelf life, right? Whereas a regular telly is just a, a screen, and it lasts as long as it lasts. So anyway, Doctor Who, you you know what I mean, though. I do, do you yeah. not agree with me? A bit. I, I know just what you're want it to be a screen. Yeah, like a I computer monitor. I don't think it's bothered me this much. To be oh, honest. it's a, it irks me. Okay. Okay. Um. So this week's episode. This week's episode. Right. Should we do a little? Can I do a little summary and then we'll get into it? You can if you like, yeah. So it wasn't I, the structure I was going to employ. What but, were you uh, going to do? Uh, it's your pod. Uh, I was going to say, what were your hopes for this one before going Oh, in. right. Well, because I, 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 I watch everything. Like I watch all the trailers. I read all of the yeah the leaks and everything. I read all of the people's tweets about it. You kind of try and avoid everything. I'm the opposite. I haven't yeah. even watched this trailer that you mentioned a minute ago. Right, okay. So I... I, that's deliberate. It's not because I'm not interested. Like yeah, I'm dead so interested, but you know, yeah. I, if I see, oh, it's uh, not even just. I mean, I definitely skip over ones that are like a leak mm-hmm. that somebody's you know reached over a wall and taken a photograph of. I don't. I definitely don't want that. There's a reason why they keep these things secret because it makes for sure because it's better when you watch it, right? Um, but yeah, I don't even want to watch. I'm definitely going to watch it, so I don't need a trailer to like remind me to watch for it. Sure. I'm I'm hooked in, so I, why, why am I watching a trailer? I sort of feel like for me, I'd be doing my listeners a disservice if I didn't watch all the stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, you've got a different reason. I'm just watching it for fun. Um, but yeah, I thought overall, I thought it was a great episode. But you were going to ask me, oh, what my hopes were for well, your it. hopes were. Yeah, so I hoped in. hoped Shooty was brilliant last week, um, and also a with, couple of weeks with ago, the but, pressure of. Watching it with fam, and we should clarify, not oh, family yeah. that are that are blood related. Well, someone. Oh, Grandma Ram was there. Yeah, my mum was your, there. M- your mum, but everybody else was like your partner's family. Yeah. So people, you you kind of don't know super well. well. I do now, but yeah, not not, not like you know your mum. No. So there's a little bit of pressure of you put Doctor Who on. We, you and I insisted that they all be quiet throughout, yeah. which was quite intense of us. Yeah. So if it's then crap, then we then that make kind of makes us look a bit silly. I always feel like that. It's like when you put a film on, you feel responsible for the right. film. Even if like you when you put Die Hard on the other night, I and did. then your girlfriend and her daughter. No, we turned it off. They weren't yeah, interested. Got fed up of it. It's fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, but you right. You feel responsible for um, what they're seeing, so you want you don't want it to be fear her. You want it to no. be. You want it to be a really good one. You do, and I and I felt like this is a really good one. There was yes. one moment which will obviously so get lost back people to. a bit, but yes, yeah. I think by and large. Well, I think they were just surprised because it's not what they were expecting. What What was my hope? My hope was that Shooty would have as good a first episode as he had sort of in his yeah. kind of first mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the regeneration episode. Because he got plenty to do. More than pretty more much than any, any other doctor. Ever had. In, yeah. yeah. They normally, you know, I mean, in the old show, it basically just said, you know, think about Colin, just sits up, says one sentence, and then that's, we don't well, see him again. So. Before that, it was just a shot of their face. Tom Baker, well, it's just his head. Yeah, it? that's true. Um, whereas Shooty got like, some proper screen time and he was brilliant and I won't go on about that because you said all all your thoughts on that on last week's Are you pod? an avid listener? Yeah. Do you listen to every episode of the pod? There's one fraction of one episode that I haven't listened to which is where you talked about um, that radio drama and you were going to sort of spoil it a bit um, so I the, Oh, uh, the Doctor Who redacted? Yeah. Mm. So I because when I on my app it tells me like oh, you've not finished listening to that one and I that's see. why so that's the only bit of galactic yo-yo I've not heard so yeah I, I listen every week it's really great thanks um, does the effing and jeffing bother you because no. I feel like over time it's got more effing and jeffing-y. It's, it's got become a, lot a little more bit that, racier yeah. hasn't it uh, it doesn't bother me doesn't doesn't make you uncomfortable it's fine you can't listen to it in the car quite as much uh, with in company mm. no that's true um, yeah I wanted um, I wanted Shooty to be just as good, if not better, and I think he was. I think. Oh he, yeah. I, I think he was really brilliant. He was the fully the best thing about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Even people I've spoken to, because I've you know chatted to a few mates mm-hmm. since it aired yesterday. Yeah. And even those who weren't so keen on the episode, said that he was brilliant. Yeah. You and know, he no, no and one he, said they didn't enjoy him. And he feels like a doctor. Immediately. As well. yeah. 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 Like, and he and he's. Comic timing is really oh, funny. Oh, yeah, he's but, like, really There's funny. one moment, you know, when the big snowman head falls yeah. on him. It, like, he doesn't even say anything, but when he when he pushes that eye, yes. at, and he just looks cross. Yeah. But he looks cross in a really funny, funny way. way. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then um, that interaction he has with the lady with the pram and the policeman, mm-hmm. all of that is like... Oh, it's it's high qual. Yeah. yeah. And he even has a moment later where he's quite like David Tennant when... Um, when he's realizing something, when they're he's realizing about um, coincidences and stuff after he's yeah, got that, yeah, and he goes, oh, oh, oh. yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just what like David Tennant's but it, doctor. But would. it's not an impression; it's no. like his own take on that. Yeah, but, and, and the there's nothing character. wrong with having little bits of oh, previous for sure. doctors. And, and I think actually, it's kind of impressive that he feels so doctory, considering the fact that he is quite. I mean, the the scene in which he's like properly introduced in the episode, um, he is. Dancing in a nightclub. Yeah. Which is something we have not seen yeah, from any not, other doctor. But not in the Matt Smith, like, ridiculous yeah, no, way. no, like, he's, he's enjoying dancing. He looks he cool. Looks, he fits in. Yeah. Which is not very Doctor Who, really. Like, it, like it's I'm happy to accept it as part of the new Doctor. I can't think of any other Doctor. I can't imagine any other Doctor, really, in that... William Hartnell. Well, exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine any other Doctor, like, in that, um, looking at home... In that situation, yeah, they'd have, they'd have played that for laughs in the past. Right. Shooty Gutwell does look at home in that situation, yeah. um, and yet 
and despite those differences from other doctors, yeah, you you believe him as the doctor. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought Ruby. And they seem to be changing his costume. Like he doesn't. Like obviously he wears the leather thing throughout, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be like from the stuff we've seen from the future episodes. And I've seen him in because I do avoid stuff, but obviously see. Stuff. Yeah, I've seen him in that blue suit. I assume that is in the sixties. Yeah. Um, and I've seen him in a an orange jumper. He yes, wears like a orange, brown yeah. coat and an the orange brown, jumper. Brown suit with the orange. So jumper. it's it's sort of other than the blue suit. There, it's a look, isn't it? I, I suppose so. Although in this episode, he wears two different looks. Because in the club, he's in the kilt and the vest. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yes, I mean at the end, at the end, I noticed he changed his top underneath the. Oh, underneath I didn't notice jacket. that. He had that stripy shirt on most. Of yeah, the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, he looks great. Is he the best looking doctor ever? Um. Probably. Probably, right? Yeah, I think so. Certainly in like a... I think a lot of the other dots, it's like you'd say that you're like the weird crush. Uh, well, I'd say no, that. No, but one would say that. Okay, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that, but a person might say that. You yeah. Know, about Matt Smith or about... Right. Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> you wouldn't say that about Shuti Gatwa. He's very classically attractive. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah. like... Yeah, if someone said, oh, like... That man's attractive. Everyone would, wouldn't be looking at him like exactly. Why are you saying that? Exactly. Like, they um. I like the the blue tint on his hair as well. I haven't noticed. Really that. cool. Really cool. Sorry, you were saying something else about. I was saying that. Uh, what is the actress that plays Ruby? She's called Millie Gibson. Right. I thought she was good as well, and that's. Oh, yeah. It's often it's sort of even harder for the companion to be to make an impression. Yeah, because it's they? not as showboaty a performance. Right. Exactly, and and they're bringing a. The doctor's bringing the character of the doctor, and all yeah. right, it is Shooty's version of the doctor, but it's still, you know, loads about the doctor already, right? Whereas you don't know anything about her, so they've no. got to establish who that person is, but in a non, uh, not obvious, like here's the exposition right. way. Although they do do some of that because they, they have did, to. and it was. But I thought, again, classic Russell really knows how to do his exposition. Yeah, the the conceit of the Davina McCall. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. It was really useful because we got to hear her explain her life in yeah. a way that made sense. Yeah. As in, part of the story. Exactly, yeah. No, it was um, good. But yeah, they seem to have gone for like a very classic Doctor Who. Com- like she's almost archi- archetypal, isn't she? Right. As a com- Do you know what I mean? Like she's she's orphan. Well, I guess orphan. She's got this she's got this um, adopted mother, but yeah. she's, come, she's got this mysterious past, but then she's kind of this like... Um, Young, adventurous... All of their chemistry was good as well. Those the oh, three yeah. women living together. That, like, yes. I be- that was believable. That family know? was believable, yeah. Which is a bit like Rose. Totally. You know, in her family. I mean, the only not believable thing about it was them living in such a nice flat in Notting Hill. Well, they said it was... They did fixed say... Fixed rent. Yes, I noticed that. And they've got a massive the crack rent. in their ceiling now as well. True, so. yeah. Which they did, they didn't resolve that, did they? I don't, I don't think uh, so. I don't think they did, no. Mm. They need whatever sealed up London with that <laughs> other thing the other week. Yeah. Borrow Just that. Just get some polyfiller in it, innit? Um, but that's no, a gorgeous Notting Hill flat, that. Yeah. Lovely. That would cost you thousands in rent Well, every good, month. good then that they explained how true. they could afford yeah, it. But no, I enjoyed the mum and the nan. Yeah. The nan was funny. Yeah. Had time for the nan. I wouldn't mind seeing her sort of, you know, like in... Um, in series 11, they go back and they meet 
Yaz's nan as a young person. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, It'd yeah. Kind of cool to do that with this nan. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Um, especially with her being like Caribbean, they could do an episode set over there, or maybe they will. Or um, is it? Isn't that the? Uh, maybe they'll explore the the Windrush. Well, the Windrush thing? generation, maybe. It's the sort of thing Doctor Who does, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. um, and you know, because it's sort of educational for younger people, mm-hmm. and it's a social issue. Yeah. So woke. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Just good telly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they might do that. Um, but yeah, I liked Ruby and I liked uh, her family, and I thought they yes. were really believable. And she's Mancunian. And she's from Manchester. Which it's always going to win me over. Yeah, know? me too. Uh, and I like that they put in a little line explaining, oh, we had to move from Manchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike, what's well, he called? Unlike Ryan. Ryan, yeah. That dreadful Sheffield accent the whole time. Oh, this is it, like, she's, voice. she's got a, yeah, she's got a great accent of her own. She's mm-hmm. from Oldham. She's doing this, um, she's doing her own voice. It brings something to the character. We'd never had a Mancunian companion before. Yeah. It's great. I liked that Ruby figured out that the Doctor was a time traveller towards yes, the end of the episode. very well. cool. Instead of the Doctor sort of having to explain that. Yeah. Not that I think characters are stupid if they don't understand that, but it was good. It, she d- gave yeah, her she, a bit of agency. Yeah, which helped because she sat the climax out. The Doctor had to save her at the end. Right. So it helped that they peppered in details like that to make yeah. her not seem just like useless, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was good also down to earth yeah um, unlike the actor as we've discussed on this podcast uh, in previous weeks remind me we, we spoke about how Millie Gibson has airs and graces right and eats in small plates restaurants oh, too regularly yeah. yeah okay I was discussing with friends yesterday about how she, she hadn't posted <laughs> a photo of her Christmas dinner right and we were wondering why that might be and I said maybe it's because it was like too common like, but she wasn't, she thought wasn't posh enough. I haven't given that any of that, <laughs> any thought, and nor will I. <laughs> Once I get to the end of this sentence. She'll, she'll, you know, she'll, she likes to, she likes to post like a little plate with like three pastas on it or whatever. I don't really go on Instagram very much, yeah. so I don't see any of that. So it's all okay. right. Uh, should we talk about we the should goblins? Be following her on Instagram anyway. Okay. End up on the register. Thanks. Um, I said, should we talk about the goblins? Yes, we should talk about the goblins. Uh, I thought the CGI was yeah. excellent. Yeah, it was brilliant. They, I thought they looked really good. There wasn't a single shot where I was like, that looks a bit crap. I wonder what they'd have done in 2005. Would they have used puppets and not had as many, maybe? Or I'd Probably puppets and not had as many, yeah. Yeah, they'd have had sort of five or six, wouldn't they, instead yeah. of like an entire... Or maybe done the Slitheine thing of the hybrid CGI and puppetry... Yeah. Um, but anyway, they didn't. They didn't. And they looked CGI. really good. And so did the big... The big jab of the hook, yeah. Goblin King thing. He's not, a, he's not a myth, he's an actual thing. <laughs> uh, and and like, look, they weren't that much of a threat. No. Um, but that's part of the joy of a companion introduction story like this on Christmas Day. Is like It doesn't have to be the end of the planet every right, week. exactly. And it shouldn't be. And actually, no. there was a period of Doctor Who, and I was really enjoying Doctor Who with the, with, um, the um, 11th Doctor. But I did think, oh, every week is like, the universe, universe can end. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, it doesn't need to be. Because if you think about the old show, quite often the Doctor would 
come to a civilization and and save a small group of people from another group of people that were oppressing them. For sure. It wasn't, you know, the universe wasn't at stake, just the future of these few people who lived yeah. in this one place. So, I And think this week it was the future of a baby. Yeah. Which was which was great and like linked the conflict was linked to Ruby. That's true. Which was really great. And um it wasn't too much of a threat. It wasn't too complicated, so it didn't get in the way of you know, the episode was about getting to know Ruby. Well, let's remember as well, it's a Christmas Day episode. It's a Christmas and they have to be different to the other to the yeah. rest of the show, and I think it's a mistake to make sort of I don't say proper Doctor Who because that implies that I'm being derogatory about yesterday's show. But I don't think you should make um, Heaven Sent as your Christmas Day episode. No, and I think that's where they dropped the ball a little bit in the Matt Smith era. Right, wasn't When in a River Song? Was that a Christmas Day episode? No, Husbands of River Song. Is Husbands, and that's actually right. really good as a Christmas yeah, Day. Cause yeah, because it's, yeah, like it's silly, isn't it? Yeah. But The Time of the Doctor is a Christmas Day episode. Right. The, the last Matt Smith one. And I love that story. Yeah, me but too. But it's a lot. For people on Christmas Day, yeah, you know when he gets the seal of Russell on out, and he says he got it off the master. the master in the death zone, and like it's like, whoa, that's a yeah. lot on Christmas Day. It is, yeah. It needs um, to be this sort of episode, I think. Yes, uh, yeah, and it really worked, and it really worked. It did, like you say, the story was like a nice, easy story for you know little people to understand. Oh, totally, casual viewers to understand. And yeah, you don't really need to know anything. You could watch that and having no knowledge of Doctor Who at all, I think. And I think that's the idea. Because yeah. this is kind of the first one that, uh, you know, worldwide, Disney Plus, they're pushing this as like new era. Right. Getting well, they've called it season one. I mean, it's series one, season one, series one. I'm not sure. Well, season on, one, maybe. On the iPlayer now, yeah. it comes up in three different boxes. It does. Old show up to the movie. Mm -hmm. New show up to last year. And this new show. Um, so that shows they, they are treating it as, it's as something fresh. without th obviously throwing all the continuity like that. Even the stuff like, you know, the goblins. Would they, would you have had that in the Matt Smith era? Well, the they'd have, they, era, they'd have, the Peter Capaldi era? They'd have done kind of what I can't help hanging on to wishing they would do sometimes, yeah. which is explain things in a way that links it to science. Whereas this kind of was just magic. Well, he specifically says at one point it's, it's not, not magic, but then it's Ruby, a new kind of Ruby physics. undercuts him and says so magic then because there's yeah. that whole thing, isn't there, about like once science becomes so advanced, it's indistinguishable from magic. Right, right? exactly. Like, yeah. That's like a proverb of some kind. So that that's clearly what they're running with. And I read an interview with Russell where he said, "I'm kind of not bothering to explain magic stuff from now on." Mm. Um, and just the whole vibe of it—the singing, the the um, eating the baby, the yeah. The theatrics of it. It was a different kind of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, can be hard to get used to. I don't think you have to have an explanation for everything, right? Of course but, not. But I I wouldn't want it to break its own... Things have to work within their own logic as well, yeah. right? If you've always done magic in Doctor Who, then you can continue doing magic, sure. right? But you can't do... If in Jurassic Park, the T-Rex began to talk... Well, there is that bit where the Velociraptor says Alan. Right, but and that's in a dream, though. But it, it is in a dream, yeah. Like, if, if, it, <laughs> if it did, and they just carried on, like, oh, they're talking, 
it would break the logic of it, it would, right? Yes, so it would. Y- I think you've got. But I think there's a difference in that. Actually, especially in New Who, they yeah. sort of have been doing magic, but they they've been hand waving it away. Well, they the did the whole time. The toy maker's fine because he's from outside the universe. So yeah, that makes sense to me in a way that. It and just kind of feels arbitrary, though, isn't it? When you start talking about stuff, I like suppose that. so. But it's magic. You, I don't want it to be just magic. Though. The regeneration. Well, what's that if not magic? Um, well, I'm sure there's probably... Isn't there... Oh, there's a documentary I've not watched yet. It's called The Science of Doctor Who. Have you seen Oh, yeah, it? with Brian Cox. Yeah. yeah. So maybe not they talk about re- regeneration in that. I don't know. I don't, it's, not, it's not real. No. Okay. <laughs> I know. You know people th- talk about science fiction versus science fantasy, don't they? Yeah. Science fiction is, you know, um, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Right. Science, fa- science fantasy or The Martian. Yeah. Science fantasy, you're looking at Doctor Who and Star Wars. Right. And, you know, think about Star Wars. Yeah, there's sci-fi stuff. There's, you know, um, hyperdrive and uh, blasters and there's whatever else. But there's the Force and Jedi. Yeah. And what's that if not Well, then, I mean, conversely, I'll have to contradict myself here because I didn't like, obviously, along with everyone else, when George Lucas started to talk about how the force works right. and it was why are we on Star Wars again and it was <laughs> midichlorians and like everybody hated that you didn't want didn't need that explanation no. right it was already part of the fabric of the uh, I think this is films, it I think Doctor Who you can get bit bogged down in Fridge is back the fridge has returned I don't in, think I don't think people can hear that oh Sorry. it's you know they're goblins and the reason they're goblins is that like they've absorbed folklore from Earth and that's why they're goblins but they actually come from an alien planet it's like Hey, so what? It's a goblin. Yeah. You know, and the conflict of Look, the episode is their goblin's trying to eat, eat a baby it and it's Christmas Day. It didn't spoil it for Figures me. Figures of shit, you know? It didn't spoil it for me, but let's talk about the singing. Because mm. that is... That did spoil it for you, maybe. Well, no. It didn't. He's but, the um, goblin king. He's the goblin king. He's not a myth. He's a natural thing. You've listened to this a few times. I have, yeah. They released it ahead of time, but you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because, as yeah. mentioned before, I don't watch The singer is called Janice Goblin. Well, he shouts, take he it, does, Janice, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? Right. And Russell T. Davies called her Janice. Right. Not because of Janice Joplin. Right. But because she oh, looks right. like Janice from the Muppets. Okay, right. Yeah, there's a hippie one in the yeah, band, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, everyone was like, Oh, you mean Janet? Because yeah, well, Janice that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. And Russell was like, "Oh no, but that is a better pun." <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's because I'm a music teacher. Yes, and so a musician, and a musician. Don't what? reduce yourself to your job. All right, let's talk about it just from a musical point of view. Yeah, it's a good song, and I don't like musicals. Yeah, but I it mean, w- it's Murray Gold. It sounds like the song he wrote for Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, it's very um, similar. They put the devil, the in angel me. put the devil in. Yeah. Me. Like, it's, it's good. It's a good number, right? A um, C- couple of nice, tasty key changes in there. Yeah. And the lyrics are funny. Yep. You mentioned off air the thing about eyes. Oh, bre- big brown eyes, caramel eyes. Yeah. I also like um, uh, baby butter for the baby scones. Yeah, and That's then good. one of them says, isn't it scones? One of them goes scones. Yeah. Funny. It's also quite modern, that sort of hip hop. Yeah. The clap, the little hand claps, quite modern. Definitely. It'd be in, I mean, it'd be the best you could thing. You put that in any, dr- any drill playlist, it'd fit right in. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I was going to say it'd be <laughs> in one of those awful films where they like dance at each other. They weaponize oh, like the dancing. Ste- like the step up yeah. movies, yeah. 
Except it'd be the only good thing about it. Right, so the singing. This is one area where, I, like, it didn't spoil it. And I, I obviously was a bit like, oh, everybody's singing. Yep. When I had heard a while ago, because you can't help with some things, that, that oh, there's going to be like a musical Doctor Who episode. Mm. And I think there might still be one that's an actual I musical. think next season we're going to get I a thought they'd do it in the way they did it in Buffy, where they might yes. go, do, like, do, and that know, could still some happen. Some sort year. of science explanation, which would obviously be nonsense, but yeah. <laughs> would give it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, imagine that, imagine that, um, Ruby and the Doctor had been had had time to prepare what they were going to do. That, well, this is the issue: is you actually think about it, you go, "Okay, the Goblins are doing their song fine," and but then the Doctor's singing, it, and he knows the tune. He's thought up some bars. Yeah, yeah, because if it was a tune, if it was Jingle Bells or something, right? right? And the Doctor's like scribbling a script, and he's handing a piece of paper to Ruby, and he's like, "You know, follow my lead," and then they do that. That's like. I mean, it's still bonkers, but it's believable, right? And then Ruby's singing with the Doctor. You can he, you can stretch it to go. Oh, maybe he like he's the Doctor. He's just so sharp, you know. Well, yeah. Whereas Ruby, it's like, come well, on. The, what they could have done. With Tell that. you what, though, yeah. they could both sing. Oh yeah, I was going to say they really that. Yeah. Could both sing. And I didn't get the impression they were like being auto-tuned that much. I don't think so. Like Shooty Gatwar, especially like yeah. really had a voice on him. Definitely. Um, they established that she's a musician. They True. showed her playing yeah, in a, a good band. Point. Yep. But what they maybe, I mean, it might not be worth it just for this one thing. Yeah. And, and from what you've said, Russell's obviously not bothered about explaining it. Sure. They could have done, you know, whose line is it anyway? They mm. could have shown her doing something like Some that. improvisation. Yeah, thing. because that's kind of what you'd have to or do. Or you but do like a sci fi thing and you go, or like magic thing, where it's like the. Because they're in the goblin ship, there's like they're like under a spell. Oh and yeah, and, they're and they're, when they're speaking, they're singing. You know, yeah, a bit like um, the Tardis translating, a bit like that. Yeah, um, I think I wanted some sort of explanation, I, and I'd have I, been happier with the singing. I there. think I sort of did want that too. However, I thought the singing was just a joy to to watch on and, Christmas and Day. And I'm, yeah, that's it. I'm much more forgiving for it being in a Christmas Day episode. And, and again, it's Russell T Davis going, "This is my new Doctor Who." Yeah, and it's and you know we, I think one thing a lot of people were worried about when he took over was, oh, is he going to drag the show back? Like, yeah, no, I it, don't want that either. Is yeah. it going to you know what we didn't want was just a sort of pale imitation of of what he used to be when he was first in charge. Yeah, and what he's doing here is you know you wouldn't you wouldn't catch Christopher Eccleston singing. No, so I think probably that, not. I think this is you know him going okay. This is my new Doctor Who. This is what it's going to be like now. Yeah. Um, like it or lump it, you know? Eccleson's doctor did dance, though. Don't forget. With some encouragement. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was a metaphor for... Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, the... <laughs> <laughs> the um, the singing... No, you didn't... It didn't... I, I think it probably did spoil the episode for some people. Right? Mm. I, I can imagine... I had a text from my friend Kath. What's, he, what's Ian Levine said the, about uh, it? I, I, I don't pay attention with what Ian Levine <laughs> said. he's not happy. Uh... Kath, um, my friend who's been on this podcast a few times yep. on it last week, she texted me saying, um, WTF is this goblin number? Yeah. Um, but that's all right. I said it was a laugh, wasn't it? Yeah. She got one. Incredible. She replies, it was weird. That girl, man, annoying. Oh, I didn't find her annoying at all. No. Right. Sorry, Kath. I didn't find um, Ruby annoying. Um, and the song didn't 
didn't spoil the episode for me. Um, I've just been, I've just reminding myself of the gloves. Oh, the gloves! They're yes. a good addition. Very I, ho- cool. I hope they. I don't know if they'll use them again, but I like this idea that the doctor will occasionally have little gadgets. Yeah, and like did you that. notice he he pulled the glove out at, at later and was like, "Oh, it's only three percent left." So it was good because yeah. what you want is it's a bit like in Harry Potter. And I don't know Harry Potter all that well, right? But there's, yes. there's a cape of invisibility. Correct. And I read a thing one day, like just in the on a message board, where I was like, well, why don't they use it like here and here? And it's like loads mm. of times where they could have solved the problem. I mean, that's a huge problem in Harry Potter. With the, right. There's a there's a, a, a whole time travel storyline. Yes, in the third. In the third book. Yeah. And then they never used the time turner again. Right. So you've either got a destroyed item. Yeah. Or you've got to limit that item. Yeah. Right? So... If you've got these gloves, you don't want them to be too... And I can imagine the gloves could have, like, other functions added to them by the doctor. Do you know what I mean? But you don't mm-hmm. want the gloves to be what, you know, what people used to say about the... And maybe do still about the sonic screwdriver. You don't want it to be a thing that always solves the problem. And totally. Then, well, why doesn't he use it all the time? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so... um I think if you, I can imagine the gloves, like uh, Doctor doesn't really do fighting, but if he did, like the gloves would somehow make him like he could push things, heavy things, or yeah, he could, maybe. But but then they need to be like, why can't you use them now? Oh, they're out of juice, or like they don't work in this yeah. particular atmosphere. Or, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's got to have some. Because one of thing flow. the Doctor isn't actually is like um, physically infallible. Right, right. That's what you know. The Doctor's got a lot of skills, but. You know, he, he could move, he can sword fight, yeah, but he's not a superhero, no. So, I think, yeah, you've got to be careful with stuff like that. But I did think they were cool, yeah. I like really the good. idea of again, that was quite sciencey, wasn't it? Actually? Yeah, well, he explained how yeah. they worked and they take all your weight, and, and he gave some, he did say something about mass or something, didn't but he? But maybe that's it is that, is that the doctor isn't magic. You right. know, he's got his rules. Yeah. But maybe he's going to start to meet people like the goblins, like like somebody else who have their own, you know, the toy maker has his own way of doing things. Yeah. His own, his own set of, of narrative rules. Sure. Um, I'd be okay with that, I think. Yeah. And I liked all the rope stuff as well. Very cool. Yeah. That was really Doctor Who-y. Also, it? A, a funny moment again where he turned around and he said... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to learn the vocabulary. Of vocabulary rope, very funny. Yeah, it was the good. The way he delivered that, it reminded me of. You haven't seen Sex Education, have you? No. There's a famous bit with Judy Gatwa in that from the, I think from the first season, um, where he is in the toilets at school, and this boy is like leaving the toilets. Are they six formers in that show? I've never watched. They're it. meant to be school children at first, and then they become six. Oh right, okay. Uh, and then he leaves the the boy leaves the toilet without washing his hands. Right. And um, Eric Shutikawa's character says, "Wash your hands. Wash your hands, you dirty pig." Right. Uh, and it's uh, it's become like a, a meme. Oh phrase. right, okay. It, but it, his delivery reminded me of. I did see little bits of Eric in the performance. Well, here yeah, I mean, there. you will, won't you? Um, especially in the comic stuff, because right. Eric is kind of. He's not a comic relief character in Sex Education. That's doing him a disservice. Right. He maybe begins as more of a comic relief character, but yeah, he's one of the funnier characters in the show. Okay. Um, and yeah, I thought yeah. I thought I mean I've said this already, but I thought Shooty was really funny every time he did it. It'd be funny. Great. And then it, there were there wasn't really a proper 
dead serious moment. No, Apart I think that's from, kind of what we haven't had from it. Well, no, we have had that from him because we had it in the... We had it last week. Last week, a little bit, yeah. Or the week before. Four weeks ago, yeah. Last episode. The, the sort of lowest ebb was when the mum uh, was without Ruby and she was bemoaning... Yes, true. Uh, I've been... She was almost catatonic, wasn't she? she oh, I've, was, had the, yeah. I've got the baby and I'm just living here with my mum and everything's rubbish. Yeah. And that was sort of the lowest bit. But you can't be too dark on Christmas Day, right? Mm. So, um, but but yeah, he's not had a he's not had to show that side of his range as much yet. No, he's had serious bits, but not. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Nobody died, with, and he had to. Yeah, sort even of, with the tenant stuff, it was like, you know, it was emotional. But we haven't seen him get angry yet. No, and it was or like get upset. But I, but I feel like he he can. Oh yeah, like definitely. I feel like that is gonna. That's going to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's always hard when you think about, oh, who could play the Doctor? Like, we've all played that game, right? For sure. And, like, for a while, do you remember when people were saying Richard... Richard Day? Yeah, he's um, too much my, of a comedian. Well, my point, yeah, my point about him was, I think he would be good in places, and I'd certainly like to see him on the show. Like, I think he'd be a good guest star. But um, if he sat no, down to not, do... Not anymore. He, he endorsed Linehan's book. Oh, did he? Right. We don't like him anymore. Fair enough. If he sat down to do a serious, like, I'm so sorry moment, yeah, I'd be expect because that's his style of doing humour as well. Right. I'd be like, Cause oh, he's, he's going to do a joke right, in a minute. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he sort of can't, he couldn't do that. So Whereas I feel like you've got to have the range to do uh, both yeah. ends. And Gigawa has both, and, yeah. and he showed that in Sex Education, and, he, right. and he's showing that in Doctor. Well, a, I've never a, seen him in anything. It's a great this. moment from the most recent season of that show, which I watched only is a that, few weeks that, ago. That must be over now, right? Yeah, last yeah. season is over. Um, but he... So his arc over the last season is that he... So his character's gay, but he's also... He comes from a Christian family. Okay. Um, and in the last season, he kind of comes to terms with the fact that he is a Christian. Okay. Um, but he is gay, and that his church doesn't accept that, and he's, ah, they're right. kind of... The pastor's kind of sympathetic, but he's saying, like, don't go on about it, like, keep it quiet. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, and then he's being baptised. Um, and before he, he's baptised, he does this big speech of, like, I'm gay and I'm a Christian. And it's very, you know... Right, yeah, it, yeah. It's very sex education. Um, but that is the sort of bit the Doctor gets, isn't it? That's that kind oh, of, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, completely. Um, denouement uh, at the end of a story arc where he comes out and he's like this is happening and this yeah, is yeah I mean you, look you don't want to do that I know we fans like those moments right yeah, we like Matt week. Smith's bit with the Pandorica right yeah or but just occasionally like I, ne- I never really thought it was that great in Rings of Rings Acaturna, of Acaturna, yeah. and it was sort of set up to be one of those moments and it was you can't force it but, and that it. one did feel like yeah written in for that yeah you can't force it Um, whereas other ones don't you know yeah Capaldi has that one in the in the um, not Auton Zygon one, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. Which is really good, really but good. also doesn't was well, obviously written in, but it doesn't feel like oh, it, insert like major Doctor Who speech it, here. You know what the difference is in the Rings of Akaten and sorry, Wilshaw. Um, for context, Wilshaw, I've had on this podcast before many many times. Close friend of mine. Yeah, you wrote um, a book about it. Wrote a book about the Rings of Akaten, loves it so much. Uh, and I'm about to be rude about the Rings of Akaten, so sorry, Will. Um, yeah, I but I helped with the analysis of the music <laughs> for that. <laughs> you received a credit in the, uh, in, did the I? in the book. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, your name is in it, Bob Marsh. I did not um, know that, right. The 
where was I? Oh, the difference in the Rings yeah, of Act yeah. 10 is that the the story feels engineered and contrived to get to a, right. a, a speech. Right. Whereas the Zygon one um, feels more like story, story, story. Oh, and the Doctor needs to solve this and he should do a speech. Yeah. Right? It's kind yeah, of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's less contrived. Yeah. I'm going to get another Coca-Cola. Okay. Do you want to have a coffee? Are we going to... You can't leave it running. I'll, leave it, I'll leave it running. I know you did that last time when you I'm kept getting parcels and stuff. I'm going to do that and then I can just chop it out. It's easier for me. Right. It's fine. Okay. Have you you're not gonna, got, like, you're you're not got an anecdote or? you can tell while you're... Well, I'm not... I'm, You've got a long I'm, microphone lead. <sighs> no. Okay. We're back in the game. Okay. We were talking about... Shit. Yeah. Um, right, you look, and your Coca-Cola addiction. I'm going to look at my notes and see what I've missed. I, I've got a couple of things that okay. I still want to Just miscellaneous, miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. Go on then. I mean, I think I've said most of what I want to say about this episode... There's been quite a few Sonic seeds. screwdriver. Oh, I like the Sonic. Do you? Yeah. I'm I, not sure about it. It doesn't look like a screwdriver anymore. No. It but that's right. It never look like a screwdriver. That policeman. I'm not sure. Went, that's a screwdriver, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> I like that they acknowledged it. Yeah. I kind of like that it's got a torch on it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. And it, does, am I wrong? Does it still make the same noise that it made before? Yeah. Or like a variation so. of a, that? Yeah, it's a very similar noise. Because the, the previous Sonic screwdrivers all had a sort of noise but variations of that noise right i think it's virtually the same is it yeah right because i like it when they keep some of those things that, like the regeneration always has that yeah that and, noise, the, and the tardis noise has been the same well obviously for 60 yeah. years i mean you can't change that that's iconic well, whereas the screwdriver noise could change yes yeah um i liked the screwdriver yeah it's fine um uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, yeah, Russell's planted quite a lot of seeds for things that are going to come, right? So let's talk about those okay, for a minute. Good. We've got, let's go back to the previous episodes. In the Toymaker episode, mm -hmm. you've got the most obvious one, which is the gold tooth and the master. And Now, I don't think that the master is going to feature this season. I don't think so. I don't think that's likely, no. But I think... He just likes that idea of like he's never gone away. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's also a bit of a gag. Of it like is a gag. The and fact that he's done that lady with the red fingers thing before. Well, also they do it in Flash Gordon at the end oh, of the really? film, okay. the 1980 film Flash Gordon. Yeah. After Ming the Merciless, played by Max von Sydow, yep. is <laughs> killed. Sorry, spoiler alert for a film 43 years ago. Uh, Someone comes on and picks up his ring mm. that he's that is the only thing that's left behind from him, and then you hear him laughing. But there's no sequel to Flash. Gordon. There is no sequel, but maybe they. Funny that there was no sequel. I, I don't. It know. was a hit, right? I think so. I don't know. I've got it on Blu-ray. Um, because it was on sale, and I thought I'd I'd watch it again. Blu-ray. Um, that's well weird. Anyway, so there's that one, okay. but I don't think that's one. That's a particular one for this series. I think, like you say, I think they just wanted to... What are you looking at on your phone? I'm looking at whether there was ever going to be a sequel to Why, why do we need to know that, right? I'm just interested at this moment, in it. Though. Apparently, since 2014, there's been a reboot in um, pr in production hell. 
That doesn't surprise me yeah, at all. That surprise me at all. Who could do it? Who could play Flash? Um, who could play Flash Gordon? He's an American football player in the film. I don't know how that ties up with the old black and white show. But in the, in the film, that's where he's supposed to be. So he's sort of quite tough and well built. Um, I don't know. Who's... Uh, I can't think of anyone Someone young dead enough. beefy. And yeah. Young. Yeah. Like, um, why are we giving it this much thought? <laughs> can we just forget? Well, all about I can that? think about is like the Marvel guys. Right, but they've listeners, done it. it's galacticyoyo at gmail dot galacticyoyopod at gmail dot com. Right, or, or just DM me on or Instagram. DM on Instagram. Who could play Flash Who Gordon? Could play Flash Gordon in a new Flash Gordon rebooted film. Yeah, uh, I won't read that message. And I don't care. Who shouldn't play Flash? I don't Gordon? care that much. Okay. You shouldn't play David Jason. <laughs> <laughs> David Blunkett. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, he, he's dead, isn't he, actually? No, I don't think Is Blunkett's dead. Please don't look that <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, can you stop now? <laughs> it's become right. a bit of a common theme that my guests are really keen for me to stay on track. Yeah. And I. You sabotage your own. No, podcast. Blunkett's alive. He's alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's alive. What? Well, it's Gordon's alive in oh, really? Gordon, okay, and then right. you just went blankets. Like you've trampled all over my gag there. It was a good one. Seventy-six. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, we were talking about oh, the master, Russell's the, well, I, things we, for the we future. We did discuss this last week, and I do or last podcast, and yeah. I do think that if the master does come back, it yeah. might be this character, the Duchess, as, that's going to be played by Indira Varma. Oh, yeah. I mean, she'd That's be possible. brilliant. I actually thought she... She'd I just mentioned yeah, a yeah, while yeah. ago uh, yeah. for The Doctor. I think I she's a really good actress. Of, um, uh, the Seagull. Anton Chekhov's The Seagull. Yeah. And she was brilliant in that. Yeah, she's great. Um, I've not really seen her do humour, but I think she could probably do it. Yeah, I think if she were to do The Master, it would be like a more sinister... Yeah. It'd be more Delgado. No, I meant when we were talking about her yes. as The Doctor. I mean, the, but The Master has... Re- more recently, especially, been a more humorous character. Yeah, you think about, um, you know, Michelle Gomez in particular. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she'd have a more Roger Delgado take. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Um, other things that he's planted for the future. So at the end of the Toy Maker one, he, he says, says, "My legions are coming." Yeah, he does. Right? What does that mean? Don't know. It's either another. I'll put this line in, and I might it might pay yep, off yep. in a year or two years or some other future writer. Anything it's really yeah. useful stuff like that because it can mean anything. Yeah, those are, those are useful things to put in. I think those sort of lines. It could just mean the British Legion. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but, I mean, Russell's planted things before that have not come to anything. The the, the cigarettes are destroyed on in the Christmas Invasion. Yeah, and that implies like. And the doctor's like livid, isn't he? Yeah. Like, you'd think there'd be some sort of revenge uh, from the cigarettes at some maybe, point. Maybe, but I think that's more in that happens more in service of the doctor taking down Harriet Jones and mm. I mean that's very much paid off by the the kind of hubristic aspects of Tennant's yeah. character. Yes, that's yes, true. I know what you mean. Um uh, right, other ones. You've got this week we've got Mrs. Flood. Yes. Who is Mrs. Flood, right? So th- for anyone who's wondering what I'm talking about, this is the character that was played by Anita Dobson, mm-hmm. who was the next door neighbour of Ruby. Anita Dobson, again, for anyone who doesn't know, is famous in Britain because she was in 
EastEnders. Who did she play in EastEnders? She played Ange. She was lived, the one to whom Dirty Den served the divorce, divorce on, Christmas on Christmas Day, Day. 1986. Yeah, and it's... Well, the show started 85, so is it not 85? It might have been 86, anyway. It, 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 it certainly was, and might still be, like, the most one watched. Of the most, I think it was 30 mil. Watch that. Yeah. So I think there might only be things like football that's been watched more. Um, EastEnders has been a big hit this year, you know, the Christmas Day episode. Was it? People of my age were talking about it. I don't right. know what. I think they did like a big. Um, someone's been murdered. Who's murdered? Ah, uh, right. Uh, thing. I know but, yeah. nothing about EastEnders now, but no. um, that was like dead famous mm-hmm. at the time. Anyway, um, and also, isn't she married to Brian May? Oh, that does ring I'm a bell. I'm sure that's true. She's, oh, no. You know she's looking it up. You're you know gonna... she's looking it up. <sighs> right. Brian May is... Um... The guitarist from Queen. Yes, everybody knows that. Come on, don't patronise my audience, Dad. Come on now. Might have got him mixed up with ex-Manchester United defender she David She is May. married to Queen guitarist Brian May. Yeah, so anyway, she... There you go. She was good in the small part that she had, but also she... Uh, well, didn't seem to know what a TARDIS was, right? Right down the lens of yes, the camera. So th- there were kind of two things that that could and, be. It and could she, either be a ga- a gag. Yeah. Right. It could be Russell doing like a cheap. I don't think so because she not she nods Ruby towards the TARDIS. Yeah. And also wishes a look like she knows she's going somewhere as well. Yeah. True. So who is she? Well, I think she's going to be in it again. I think she's someone like. I mean, the obvious one is... The, the Rani. It, well, I was going to say the master, right? Oh, but yeah. I don't think I don't it's know, that. Casting Dobson as the master. No, I don't think it's that. I, I've seen some things flown about Mrs. Flood. Is it River? Yeah, I saw that as well Rani, today. But um, You say Rani, but I read today that, that isn't there some rights there issues? There are some rights issues around the Rani, yeah. Right. yeah. It's not the same as the Dalek bloke, is it? No, it's... Oh. Um, it's oh, it's the unearthly child. Fella. The Rani is Pip and Jane. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's her and that. There's Ruby's parent. Now, what oh, was your yeah, th- what was your thought watching the episode about that? Because I had thoughts on first watch about. That. I kind of didn't actually. I wondered whether they were going to reveal it at the end of that episode, and they didn't. I thought. I have no thoughts about it being an existing character or anything like that. So at first, I thought there's a plot in Red Dwarf that is. Dave Lister's beginning. Right. Where Dave is left by himself to be found later. I love how you provided context for Brian May and you've not provided context for Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf is a British TV science fiction comedy I show. I suppose, my, actually, my listeners know that. Yeah. Go on. Uh, the episode is called, uh, how do you say it, Orobus? That infinite, it's like a snake eating itself okay. thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, that idea. So I wondered if it was Ruby. That somehow mm, the story okay. was going to be, oh, this happens and this happens and eventually Ruby leaves baby Ruby behind. Yes. Because they were careful not to show us that lady. Like, they've definitely done that on purpose. Well, I, I don't think they really showed the gender of the person at Well, all. then later I thought, is it the doctor? Because the yeah. doctor did leave the... But I think the shot later... Oh, because they not, showed the doctor looking at. Yeah, wasn't. Her. Yeah, oh, yes, that's right. Well, yeah, and it wasn't the doctor's clothes. I don't no, think no, no. either. So, and I think it. I think it is a woman. Yeah, it looked um, like a woman. Yeah, so, um, I think that is going to pay. But in off. this day and age, that means very little. Yeah, I think that's going to pay off. Um, maybe this season, 
and maybe yeah. maybe at some point in the future, you know. Well, but I think she she's definitely sticking around for a. There's no season. there's no way you set that up and then never address yeah, it again because they've been shooting the the next season. I know and she's involved in that as well, so, so she's doing at least part of the next season. Yeah. Right. Um. But yes, I mean it could be her, but then it's like are you implying that she birthed herself? No, just that she left, that the, she baby left the baby herself. So I don't know, like. Mm. But I don't know how that would happen. I can't remember the conceit of the Red Dwarf episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe I should go back and watch it. But um, I, who's I don't the know. most it's unlikely person that the, that the parent could be? David Blunkett. What? I have a character in the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just say daft stuff forever. We'll just um, be sat here. like when me and Johnny were predicting the next Doctor in an episode of this once, like, yeah. and, and we got to like saying like the U bend. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, mean, a, like a UK to Europe plug adapter was one of our suggestions. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there are any other contenders really. Uh, uh, Mrs. Flood? Could be Mrs. Flood. It could be Mrs. Flood. You it know. could. And then. And she's been there as a sort of like Obi Wan Kenobi if she, figure, like watching over her so as she's, her neighbour. So she's good. Do you, what, do you think she's a villain? Well, I think so. But now you've said that, that makes me think maybe we're going to think she's a villain. Mm. Perhaps they're going to show her again, mm. looking villainous. And then, do you know what I mean? She's Then yeah. she's going to be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? That would be a it's good nice little It's nice to story. have this kind of mystery again. Yeah. That like, could just be anything. Yeah. Because Russell used to do this a lot with Bad Wolf and with, you know, Mr. Saxon. It's like, it's, it's like a mystery that you can't really solve. Yeah. I, I like that. It's kind of... I like proper mysteries too, but it's nice when it's just like nothing. I think you of, just have to work it out. Of the three things we've mentioned, the master, the my hordes are coming line, and uh, oh, and four things, sorry, and Mrs. Flood and the ba- who is the lady leaving the baby. Yes. I think of those four things, this is the one that is most likely to get resolved fairly soon, I think. Mrs. Flood? Well, no, the baby thing. The I baby, think. yeah, probably. Um. Whereas I think, like we say, I think that the uh, the toy makers line, Russell might not even have a solution to that. Do you know no. what I mean? I might have just put that in to put For it sure. in, right? Because why not? What about the doctor um, saying, oh, I'm adopted too? Mm. We gave each other a bit of a look during that. We did. See, Russell keeps dropping the timeless child into stuff. I like it that he's, but he's doing he's it. Doing, a... He's going, okay, here's this like, dog shit storyline. <laughs> and here's, here's like... Yeah, we're assuming he doesn't like it. Aren't we? We're assuming he doesn't. He might love it. I yeah. don't know. It, it, it would surprise me. But it it wasn't especially well executed. But he's, yeah. he's really polishing that turd. And he's getting... He's had more out of it than Jim Noel had right. out of it. He's kind of get... He's, he's got this and the flux. And, and the gone, flux, yeah. Okay, how can I sort of... <laughs> it's kind of like, oh... How good could these storylines be if they were sort of... Half, uh, sort of explained to you by somebody you half remembered, them. yeah, and then and then we can get the emo- the emotional stuff out of that. Yeah, and you know the doctor saying I'm adopted. The doc, and then the doctor relates to Ruby because of that. The doctor relating to Ruby's journey throughout probably the next season. The, the toy makers, uh, little, which I absolutely loved, is little puppet show. Oh, so good. The the bit with the flux, and I know that is the most recent storyline. Yes, right? but was the bit that push the doctor in the end to stand up and challenge him to right, get exactly. like the thing that exactly. sort of annoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. him the most. Yeah, um, definitely. 
But and this with the timeless child, yeah. like I said, I think I said this last week, but the or the week before, but that Chibnall always focused on the wrong stuff and that he was always like the division right. and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it was no one really cared about it. Whereas this idea that you know the Doctor doesn't know actually even what species he is and yeah doesn't know where he comes from or or what I mean he did. The Doctor being a, you know, the Doctor's always been a mystery to the viewer. Yeah. But now, the Doctor's a mystery to themselves. And everyone and else, that, it seems. So, yeah. And everyone else, which is, it kind of does inject some more mystery into the character. If if he doesn't, you know, we've always gone, when he's saying, oh, oh I, I was a father once, or I had a brother, or you go, oh, the Doctor has all this stuff in their head about yeah. their past. And I guess he still does. But then there's this unknowable aspect of the Doctor's past that even he doesn't have access to. And I think that does add something to the character. There's one other line, and I, I can't take credit for this. This is something I read. Yes. Um, the, the toy maker says, I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but I, then I read this and I noticed. He says, I'm, I made a jigsaw of your history. Oh, yes. He says that when they're getting when he's like shuffling the cards and stuff. Yes. That implies like maybe... Russell wants him to have been behind the whole timeless maybe, child. Maybe, Beginning, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, maybe none of this is worked out. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to acknowledge that those things happen. I get the impression, yeah, Russell T. Davies is the kind of writer who, like, knows some stuff, but then other stuff he just peppers in, and he's like, maybe I'll come back to that, maybe I won't. Yeah. But, but not in a way where, actually, I love Stephen Moffat, but some of the Stephen Moffat stuff... He, he kind of he does too much that he can't get back to right. you know what I mean yeah, there's yeah. times that you know in series 5 where you go back and you're like actually that resolution doesn't really work or right. doesn't really it's not satisfactory for how he set it up mm-hmm. whereas Russell kind of cheats the system by giving us nothing <laughs> like right, he yeah, gives yeah, us yeah. a crumb and then he can kind of do whatever he wants yeah um well, it's just a different kind of it's a different kind of storytelling. Right. Should we talk about the future? The future? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So okay. I think Labour are probably going to come into government <laughs> this year. Not that future. The doctor. Do you who, agree? I hope so. Don't feel slightly. Don't jinx it. What do you um, think of Keir Starmer? I'm not talking about that on here. <laughs> um, okay. What were we talking? Oh, the future. So I've not watched this like what is to come trailer. And I might watch it. it honestly, I, I don't think it's going to give much I'd say away. Because it, it's going to. Well, be, it's so sprawling because it's the whole season. It probably yeah. won't give it. It'll give away. you a little excitement. Yeah. But there's nothing in there. There's like. Yeah. There's stuff we know already, like the Beatles thing. Yeah. Well, that's in there. So I, I, I I'm wondering how they're going to do the Beatles episode. I'm well, he said there's intrigued. a in the trailer. He says. Abbey Road Studios. You right. what does. Yeah. And then there's also a which bit, we went to not long ago. We did. Yeah. And there's a bit where they show. Um, the Beatles in a studio. Oh, and but were there some actors second, playing them? Or actors, something? I couldn't tell who the actors were, whether I recognised them. Yeah. It's like early 60s Beatles in a studio. Because um, those people are... St- you know, if you get in someone to play um, a person from history, right? Yeah, like William Shakespeare. Right. I know people do know what they look like, but they don't really. really. Yeah. Whereas the Beatles are really familiar to a lot of people. So if yeah, you I mean, there've been loads of films though with people hard. playing the Beatles. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's you know, there's even one with uh, where Eccleston plays John Lennon. Yes, that's true. It, it's like when he met his dad. I think he was visiting oh, with his know. dad. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see how they because 
like we both love the Beatles as well and love Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So this is like amazing. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. I hope they pull it off. Yeah. I wonder whether they've got McCartney in. I wonder that. And I think it's something that would appeal to him. I think he'd do it. Do you know he was in an episode of Bread once? What's Bread? So Bread was a sitcom in the 1980s about a Liverpool working class family who were sort of, although they're in the north, they were sort of Del Boy type characters. So they were all Mm -hmm. up to no good, but not in an evil way, in a a bobbing and weaving kind of way to get whatever money they could to keep the family going. Um, For instance, their granddad lived next door and they, the granddad rented his house off the family, and the family rented their house off the granddad so they could both claim housing benefit and stuff like that. I so, see. anyway, um, yeah, in one episode of that, um, the main matriarch, I think, uh, meets Linda McCartney, but doesn't know it's Linda McCartney. Right. And he just like, invites her into the house for a like, cup of tea or something. And then at the very end of the episode, Paul McCartney. She goes, oh, my husband's here. And Paul McCartney drives up and, <laughs> and like, drives Wait, so them away. So Linda got a major role in the episode? Not really a major role, oh, okay. but she has... Yeah, she speaks for a while, I think. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it since it was on, I, I mean, think. Did, but the, 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 I mean, the audacity of you telling me <laughs> to stop going off on tangents. <laughs> and you've just summarised the plot of an episode of Bread. Which you've never heard of. Which it's I'd got a good theme tune, too. I can't believe you've never heard of I'd Bread. Heard it was of like... It. It was um, Carla Lane wrote it. She wrote a lot of my them. age don't know who like that Linda McCartney's anything to do with Paul. Just they she just makes sausages. sausages. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she doesn't make the sausages because she's brown bread. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I think he's the sort of thing you do because he did he did a Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did a one of them films. He was a, uh, a he was a pirate. Keith Richards is in one. Keith of those. Richards is in is in one is in the third film I think. Right. And McCartney's in one of the really late ones where, right. where Depp was getting his lines for an earpiece and getting paid yeah, you know, yeah. six billion quid. Um, well, yeah, I think yes. I think he might pop up, but not in a in, not in, in a the similar way. way to that of in a camp because I've seen him do bits of acting before and it's not good. Yeah, we think about the Dance Tonight video. <laughs> if anyone's if if you're not seeing that, this is a, a Paul McCartney music video from 2007. That's not a banjo. Yeah, it's a mandolin. <laughs> where, where Mackenzie Crook plays a postman. Yeah. Uh, driving to McCartney's uh, Scottish home in the Sco- Scottish and, um, Highlands. She's in it as well. Um, um, Portman, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. And Mackenzie Crook comes in, he's delivering a, a mandolin to Paul McCartney. And, and well, it's in a box, isn't it? It's first, in a box. Yeah, yeah. And he and he's like, oh, I ordered a cricket bat, so I thought it might be a cricket bat. And Mackenzie Crook goes, it's a banjo. And Paul McCartney says... That's not a banjo, it's a mandolin. Correct. But he, his acting in it is not good. No. Um, but I don't yeah. remember whether his acting is any good in any of the Beatles films. Um, I mean, famously, it's not him in The Yellow Submarine. It is no, it's none of them. Somebody who was technically, if you squint, played Doctor Who. Is it? Yeah. Are you talking about Onslow? Yeah. From... What's that fella's name? Appearances? I don't know. He's called... It's not good radio this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Jeffrey Hughes. Right. Um, and he voices Paul McCartney in Yellow Submarine and in Doctor Who. Yeah. The Valyard in Trial of a Time Lord in The Ultimate Foe yeah. takes on the appearance of Jeffrey Hughes. Ah. Uh, and the Valyard is the Doctor, so therefore yeah. Jeffrey Hughes, has, if he's wow. played the Doctor and has played 
Paul McCartney. That is convoluted. Yeah, so it, it, in summary, Paul McCartney might appear next yeah, season. Yeah, I think he might as yeah. well. And um, I, it's I like a Regency one. Oh, is well. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Where Chidi Gat was in like a, a Regency wig and everything. Right. Jonathan Groff is in that one. Do you know him? I know his name. He Remind is me. in... Um, I think I did know that. He's in Mindhunter, which I've not seen, but he's also in Frozen. Like, he's a musical theatre guy. Right. He was in Hamilton when that first uh, came on Broadway. Okay, I've seen Mindhunter, so I don't know which... I assume he's the younger of the two main guys. He's in. a pretty young guy. Yeah. Don't start watching Mindhunter. It is brilliant. And they it axed la- it, didn't they? It lasts for two seasons, this, yeah. and then it just stops. So yeah, it, yeah. I would say, spe- like, A Taste of Honey is worse than none at all with that show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You'll just be annoyed that it's not carrying on, because it is brilliant. Um, May. It's, it's coming in May, the season. Oh, that's a little bit later. I than thought it was wanted. a little bit later than I thought because I was thinking, oh, I might not do any podcasts between now yeah, and, and they built but, all this momentum now. But actually, well. now I, I think I, I think I probably will do right some podcasts between. Yeah, now I think and you there. should. Um, yeah, I don't know what those podcasts are going to be. I'm kind of open to suggestions, suggestions from listeners, from people in my life. Well, just in case anyone's only just started listening, the premise of this podcast used to be, yeah. People would bring their unpopular opinions about Doctor Who and you would deal with them. And it wouldn't be a moan about Doctor Who. It would be stuff like... Rarely. Here's an episode that nobody talks about and I think it's yeah. the best one or... or um, and You know what? I'm still, I'm still up for doing episodes like that. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of... I, I got fed up with that being the only thing. You know, what, you know what appeals to, to people who like science fiction and stuff like yeah, us? We like we quite like lists. We quite like no. top ten this, top ten that, or top yeah. five. This. Like I don't mean like factual. Like these, For are the sure. fa- yeah, these yeah, episodes yeah. with the most what you know uh, highest viewing figures. I'm talking about like you the know the kind of thing I want to be doing is like when I I did an episode that was like the fashion highs and lows of Doctor Who. Yeah, or Doctor Who snog marry avoid. I want to do stuff that like was that. brilliant. It's like and other people aren't you know top tens. Other people are doing that. Okay. There's loads of guys on YouTube doing that. Right. I've I got to find a niche. Okay, fair enough. Um, at the moment, I think my niche is kind of being a bit irreverent and a bit of a bitch about the whole thing. Could you do a quiz? Is that rubbish? A quiz? What do you mean? Like like you just host a quiz, a Doctor That's Who quiz, and you, rubbish. and you record it. That's rubbish. And, I, and oh, look, sorry. there was a, a really good podcast called The Oldest Question, which kind of was that. But, oh. Um, just a quiz. I mean, that is naff. Right. Have you, you know, on your like little buttons that do applause and stuff. Yeah. Have you got one that boos? Not at the moment. You haven't got a boo. Got applause. <laughs> right. And you've got that one that's like. And what's the, the other one? And then the. Did you hear that? I did. And then the fourth one's just blanked out. There's nothing on there because get some boos on there. You want to be able to boo your that. guest? <laughs> I think we've said enough, haven't we? Yeah. I, anyway, I don't know that. How was much your ab- Christmas? <laughs> about what is for the future for Doctor Who, but I'm excited. Um, my Christmas was good. What was the best bit? Watching Doctor Who, obviously. The best bit of the whole of the whole Christmas. That was brilliant. Yeah. It might have been my favourite bit too, actually. It was really good. What was the worst bit of Christmas? Um, the worst bit of that Christmas. You to do. I did have to drive, but I don't mind. It's it, it. It wasn't that bad. I wasn't looking forward to a bit of a drive. To, 
to, like, I wanted the relatives to come, but, like, I'd rather they could, like, transport here magically. Uh, but actually, it was all right. I listened to a podcast. Do you know what I listened to? What? And maybe people could listen to that after they've listened to this. Okay. There's a there's a podcast, well, it was a radio show, and, and it's brought in podcast form, and it's called, um, it's a BBC one. And it's about different pieces of music each week. Now now I've got my phone out looking for it. And it's called uh, just give me, Soul Music. Right? And they pick a different piece of music each week. Like the most uh, recent one is about um, Fire and Rain by James Taylor. And they have different people talk about the piece of music. Me and you listened to the um, Mr. Blue Sky one once. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. So is this not a Radio 4 thing? I think it is Radio 4. Okay. Every Christmas for the last 10 years. I we think. listen to one about um, Have Yourself a Merry Little That Christmas. is what I listen to, yeah. Oh, every, yeah, you should. Every, everybody, you and should. And that episode that. Is, is brilliant. And it helps that I love that song. Yeah. And you can only listen to it at Christmas. Yes, really. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've got sort of 20, it's about 23, four minutes, something like that, mm. I, I would stick on soul music and find the episode about Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's really good. Link in description. Okay. You're going to ask me my best and worst bit of Christmas? What are your, what is your, let's do worst first and then we can finish with best. Okay, worst bit of Christmas was um, during Christmas Day, just after my, I'd eaten my Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. I got quite a horrendous bout of heartburn. Ooh. And I had to go, at my mum's where I had Christmas dinner, there was 11 of us eating there. So yeah. I had to, and, and some of them are children. And, yeah. And some of them are quite noisy elderly people. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a lot of hubbub. And uh, a drum kit for and Christmas. A drum, and my little brother, who's te- uh, nine, got a drum kit for Christmas, which is, you know, noisy. And then my sister was loudly complaining about the drum kit. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've got this heartburn, which is annoying. So I went into the... Um, my mum's got a little office in her house now. Yeah. So I went into the office where a new gnome was going to be. Yeah. And I, sh- and I shut the door and I sat in the dark for a bit. And I just sat with my heartburn... And did did some burping, and then it was all over. Oh no, um, that is bad. Really horrible, actually. Uh, the best bit, though. Um, I know what the best bit. Probably was. watching Doctor Who. Maybe the wheel. The w- Christmas wheel is great. Christmas, it can't. Be, it's not better than Doctor Who, though. No, but um, you also enjoyed. I bought you a few presents. Yes, but you particularly seem to enjoy opening the. Motorway service station <laughs> top trumps that I bought you. <laughs> yeah. Which we haven't played yet, so we yeah. should do. We should Definitely. play that. Yeah, no, I did enjoy that. What did I get you for Christmas? Oh, a little, uh, a little action figure of you, Commander Data. You got me Star Data and a, and a little trumpet badge. Yeah. That was nice. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that is all this week on Galactic Yo-Yo. I'll be back soon. I'm going to say you will hear from me within a month. And that is a promise. It's not a promise. <laughs> it's a promise and we all heard it. I hope you will hear from me within a month. Okay. Um, Thanks for having me on again, Molly. No problem. Have you got anything to plug? Um, uh, uh, people could listen to my band. We've got new songs out. So we're called Mama Freedom, M-A-M-M-A Freedom. And we're on Spotify and we're on YouTube and it's everywhere music else. videos. We've got some music videos. Titillating, some of them. That wasn't my choice, but yeah, <laughs> some of it is, and not because of me. <laughs> so yeah, you could listen to 
to my band, that would be nice. You should. There's some good stuff in there. Some good stuff in there. Um, I particularly recommend uh, their songs, uh, Strangers' Hands. Right. One of my favourites. Rival. Yeah. Easily Corrupted. Okay. And um, Devil on My Shoulder. Well, our latest song is called Seren. That's the latest one. So there you go. That doesn't have any trumpet on it, though, does it? I play keyboard on that. And uh, for me, nothing to plug, actually, at the moment. Um, not a lot going on for me. Uh, and I mean that in the honest way, not in the Taylor Swift way. Um, There's the Rebelin. Rebelin pub quiz every Sunday. I'm going to be doing that forever. It is brilliant. It is good. It's so a great pub. In, if you live in London, come down. Uh, if you enjoy my shtick, uh, uh, follow me on Instagram at Molly Martian underscore um, for lots of nonsense. And yeah, I'll be gigging more. And when I, I'll be doing my show again, uh, my stand up show, Not Like Other Girls, later in the year. Um, so I'll let you know as soon as I'm doing that. And there'll be more Galaxio within the month. Ah, oh, I said it again. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.